meditatio and oratio. These two broad terms, meditatio and oratio, are very closely related. One gives rise to the other. Meditatio gives rise to oratio, and oratio comes back to meditatio. One way to understand them would be to say that meditatio and oratio are what we contribute to prayer. Contemplatio is what God does. We have to make the effort of meditatio and oratio, and if we do make that effort, we'll begin to get the kind of grace that is contemplatio, that comes to us from God. So those two middle terms and the final goal of contemplatio are intimately related. It's what we do, and then it's what God does. Guigo gives a good example of meditatio. He takes one of the classic texts of Christian mysticism, Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. And he says, well, you should meditate on that text. You should meditate on that text like putting a grape in your mouth and crushing the grape and tasting it and tasting all the implications of it, chewing on it to get out the full meaning of it. And how do you chew on the grape of that text? He advises other texts from scripture that shed some light on what it means to be pure of heart. Now, of course, he's talking to monks who know the Bible because they're praying the Bible day after day after day. And so they have a kind of memory bank of scriptural texts that they'll be able to bring to this work of chewing away on what this particular text might mean. And a series of biblical texts that you think of will set the soul alight and begin to give it its first intimation of what he calls divine sweetness. The example he uses here is smelling good food and tasting good food. As you meditate, begin to get the sense of something good out there, I can smell it, but you're not yet tasting it. The tasting of that fruit is going to come in contemplatio, but the smelling of the good odor kind of leads you on. That's what the practice of meditatio should lead one to. And according to Guigo then, oratio is what comes as a result of that experience of meditatio and a beginning sense of the, the divine sweetness. That you sense a gap between you know there's something very good out there, yet you haven't had a full experience of it. And so you turn to God and you pray to God, oratio, a petition to God, in which you say, please God, give me more of this experience. That's the prayer that you might make from your meditatio as you move into oratio. Quote, so give me, Lord, some pledge of what I hope to inherit, at least one drop of heavenly rain with which to refresh my thirst for I am on fire with love. So meditatio leads on to oratio. What does William Santiri say about meditation? William emphasizes meditation on the life of Christ in very good Cistercian fashion. He says the best and safest subject matter for meditation for the beginner, newly come to Christ to train him in interior life is the outward actions of our Redeemer. In them, he should find an example of humility, a stimulant to charity, and to sentiments of piety. So William here is, is emphasizing meditation on the events of Christ's life, Christ as the loving redeemer, because we have to start at that level. We can't start at the spiritual level. We have to start at the fleshly level of Christ, the man who comes to redeem us. And William says that's the primary form of meditatio. 
William emphasizes Christ's passion as the highest form of pre-contemplative prayer that we can make. He talks about the soul now gazing towards the loving face of God, but it's the loving face of God as revealed in the passion. The soul seems to see you as you are while she ponders your goodness towards her in the wonderful sacrament of your passion. The goodness is as great as you are. It is what you are. She seems to see you as you are, face to face, when, as the face of supreme goodness, you appear to her on the cross in the midst of your saving work. The meditation on the face of Christ in the Passion actually gives you a face-to-face vision of God in this life. Thank you.